Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I just thought it was a block that I could not get over. And what I realized is that, yeah, great. I'm not good at math. I'm going to find somebody who can do the math for me. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. My name is Kyla Morrison. I'm a business leadership coach. Uh, My best advice is to play to your strengths. When we know our strengths, uh, those things, the the tasks, the qualities that we have that come naturally to us, um, and we spend more time in those tasks and activities that do play to our strengths, we're better able to leverage them and perform at a higher potential. It's also important to know what things don't come naturally to you. I'm not talking about your weaknesses, but more so qualities and and activities that are more difficult, take more energy, more effort for you to do. Try and avoid those. Delegate them. Don't do them at all. Get into a profession or into some kind of work or area where you don't have to do those types of things or you can have someone to help you do them. So playing to your strengths is really important. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kyla Morrison. I do have an Instagram handle, Facebook, Twitter, but I'm most uh, active on LinkedIn. Cheers. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. I thought about possibly doing this thing where I share my favorite productivity tool that I discover and maybe share one a day. Let me know if you'd like that. For those of you who have listened for a while, you know I'm obsessed with productivity tools and I'm always on the hunt. I have a personal spreadsheet of over a thousand productivity tools. I just collect them like a hobby. And I'm wondering if you would love hearing you know, my newest finds. I'm finding stuff every single week, several different tools from my network and just in my own research. Is that something you'd find value in? Shoot me a DM on social at Esprit Devora or wherever you feel most comfortable contacting me or public doesn't have to be private DM. You could just like tweet me on Instagram, post a comment on Facebook, wherever you want to find me. Find me and let me know if, um, if you'd like to hear my productivity tool of the day. Bye. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. So 
celebrating women in tech around the world. So hyped to have our next guest. She is a dear friend based in Los Angeles, California, and I just think she is wonderful. She has been immersed in the podcasting community forever. I met her in the startup tech scene, and I'd like to welcome Ariel. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Watching you do that was very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel, go ahead and introduce yourself formally. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Ariel Nissenblatt. Very excited to be here. I have been working in the podcast scene for about three years and some change. I started in February 2017 uh, with a newsletter that I still run called Earbuds Podcast Collective. Uh, I've been doing that for a long time. It has brought me a bunch of other podcast-related opportunities. I love working with the the podcast community in Los Angeles and beyond. I then started a podcast studio in a co-working space in West LA and met so many amazing podcast-related people through there. Esprit was one of them. And then I continued to do podcast things, listen to more podcasts. I'm obsessed with listening to podcasts and meeting podcasters. And now my full-time job is that I work for CastBox, the podcast listening app. And I also now have two podcasts. Did you know that? Wait, no. Yeah. Tell me, what are they and where can we find them? Yeah. So the first one I started in October, so it's not that new. It's an audio accompaniment to my weekly newsletter. So it's essentially just an audio version of the newsletter. Pretty easy, straightforward. And then the second one I just started in a response to um, the coronavirus situation with my friend Shira. She's based in um, New York. So we use Squadcast. We love Squadcast. Nice. (laughs) Shout out to Squadcast. Yeah. And um, it's called counter programming, and we focus on anything that is not related to COVID nineteen slash coronavirus, but specifically that has to do with the word counter. So we're currently going through a series on countertops, like granite and marble and steel and wood. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and then we're gonna go to Count Dracula and Count von Count, and even the census because that has to do with counting people. So really, yeah, that's me. I just love anything to do with podcasts. Wait, I have to ask, what was the inspiration for counting? Like why counting in particular or the word count? Yeah, yeah, because of counter programming. We were like, okay, I actually made a, a tweet as a joke like three weeks ago. I was like, okay, there should be a podcast called counter programming that focuses on anything but coronavirus. We need some counter programming and it'll only be about countertops. And I was like, haha, this is a joke. But then I was like, wait a minute. That's a podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And you worked for Castbox. What do you do at Castbox? And tell us more about Castbox because when you were telling me just how dominant Castbox is in the podcasting space, it really blew my mind. So I'd love to fill everybody else in too. Sure. So I do marketing and business development for Castbox. Castbox is by most counts the third most popular podcast app behind Apple and Spotify. Apple usually has somewhere between 55 and 60% of the market share. Spotify has somewhere around 26 to 29% and Castbox has somewhere between 3 and 6% depending on the time of year, depending on whole bunch of different factors. But there are a bunch of things that set Castbox apart which is really the important part, if you're competing with Apple and Spotify, you need to find some ways to to show what you're different. Why would people download you? Uh, so what we do is we have this really sophisticated in-app search feature. So Spree, if you're interested in beluga whales, for example, this is the this is obviously, the example. Obviously, <laughs> this is the example that I always Who give. Isn't? It's like <laughs> it's like the only thing I can think of ever. I don't know why. So if you're obsessed with beluga whales. You want to know about beluga whales, you search beluga whales into the search bar, right? And CastBox will pull up 
any podcast that has Beluga Whale in the title, any episode that has Beluga Whale in the title, anything within a podcast that has ever mentioned Beluga Whale, and then also audiobooks. So it's really, really sophisticated, very good for if you're a student and you're studying something specific and you really want to learn about, I don't know, like jeans, wearing jeans in the 20th century. That is the first thing that came to my mind. What? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one of the things that um, makes CastBox special and unique. Um, another thing is that we have this live podcast feature called Livecast where anybody can go live at any time and you just have to press a button and then you can also record that, download it later edit it and then re-upload it as a podcast. So you have double exposure for that. So, you know, while you're doing it live, people can chat with you. They can request to call in. They can even give you gifts in little emoji buttons that equal small dollar amounts. And if you do it enough over time and people really love you, that might be a nice payout for you. So, and I know you and I know a lot about the podcasting industry, but I don't want to make any assumptions that, that everybody listening right now does. Can you tell us, do you have to be on CastBox and can you be on the other apps too? Or how, like, when it comes to creating a podcast, for everybody listening who wants to create a podcast, like if they create the live, the live yeah. on CastBox, they have to do that through CastBox. And then how do they get it to other places? Can we just take a moment to share yeah, that information yeah. with everybody? Because sometimes that's daunting. Yeah. Yeah. It's daunting. And it's a lot. There's a lot of misinformation out there. So to back up a little bit, CastBox is considered a third party app because it strips data from Apple. So basically, Spree, your podcast, you upload it, the RSS feed to Apple. And that means it's available on Apple and also anywhere where podcasts are connected to Apple. So right. it automatically goes to CastBox. It automatically goes to Radio Public. It automatically goes to Podcast Addict, tons of other third-party podcast apps that strip their data from there. Um, so basically, if, if you were to do Livecast, what you would do is you would do it right onto CastBox and then you would download the data, your actual audio file. Uh, edit it however you want, add some music, take out somebody who said something inappropriate, whatever you want to do. And then you can re-upload it either to CastBox or to a different podcast hosting site. And then then it would become distributed to however many uh, podcast hosting platforms that you wanted. So I didn't even know about the live feature on CastBox. Are you saying, and I, you guys, I'm genuinely asking, are you saying yeah. that I could, if I had a show that I had in mind that I want to experiment with, I could experiment going live on CastBox and at least reach the CastBox audience within there? And it doesn't mean I have to change anything different about my other shows. And I could still utilize how I distribute my shows in general post going live and take that recording and utilize it for something else after. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if you decided that with the any show that you do, if you wanted to say, Ariel, actually, in addition to recording this on Squadcast and then a few weeks from now, it going up on a regular podcast feed, I also want to press a button right now and go live. You could. And you could also alert your social media fans about that. You could send them the link so that they can tune in live and ask us questions live. And also they could call in and say, Ariel, by the way, like, I really like your shirt. Tell me about it, you know? And then, uh, and then, yeah, you can re-upload that as a podcast and say, this was recorded live in front of no studio audience, but in front of livecast. 
Wait, you know why this is so cool? So you guys don't know this and nor do you, Ariel. <laughs> Nobody knows this is I have been working for the past two years on curating um, different mentors, different seasoned, incredible women in the industry to answer questions from the community. And I've been thinking about how am I going to put this together? And one of the blocks in the system is like, how am I going to source the questions and make sure to get them to the people that want the answers for the questions? And that's kind of where all the murkiness came from. So it's kind of cool. And I know post interview, I'm going to be talking to you more about this, then maybe I'll do that, that type of episode on CastBox, do it live, and then we'll utilize that recording and then distribute the recording on the Women in Tech podcast. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fun feature. People are definitely getting a lot of usage out of it and also repurposing what they create for for further content reach. So cool. Thanks for helping me grow. (laughs) Um, Let's get let's get back into your history and how you got involved in the tech world. When do you remember the first time that you really became interested in the whole tech startup space? It's funny because in high school, I was not technically inclined at all. In college, not technically inclined at all. Even my first job out of college, my boss said that I was not technically inclined and that was kind of mean and I cried about it a little bit, but then eventually got over it. And now I'm technically inclined. And the way it happened was that I just loved something. I was so passionate about podcasts that I figured I had to figure out how to create them and understand how they're put together, understand the back end, understand the front end. And I think that's what it comes down to is when you really love something, you have a drive for it. I would also say that in college, I studied geography. And one of the courses that they had us take was GIS, which is geographic information systems, map making, not cartography, but literally taking data and putting that onto a map that can highlight maybe where disease is centered in the U.S. or more fun things like happy people. I don't know. And um, that was a class that scared me. But then I decided after college that I wanted to explore it further, geographic information systems. And I did. And I was somehow better at it. And I think also just growing up, you kind of realize that you can be good at things that maybe you weren't good at a few years prior. I think it just has to do with uh, reframing your mind. And I've done that definitely with tech. And something that I've told a lot of women that come up to me that feel like they're too unknown to be a thought leader in the space, like they'll say, oh, I wish there was a group that did this in my community. I'm like, why don't you go create it? And that's one thing I really admire about you is you were really passionate and still are about podcasting and you created one of the most meaningful event series and you have a newsletter. Can you tell us about like that whole side of your podcasting world that you do in your personal life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I was listening to a ton of podcasts, but I did not have a formal stake in the podcast world. I'd never done public radio like a lot of the people who are now in podcasting did. I actually, my first job out of college was at a Jewish nonprofit in Mississippi. So really it had nothing to do with podcasts at all, except that we would travel to different cities throughout the South and it was a lot of time in the car. So I listened to tons of podcasts was not thinking about them critically. But then when I moved to Los Angeles, I was stuck in traffic all the time. And I was thinking about how to optimize my time. And I realized that podcasts were helping me learn while I was in frustrating traffic. So this is when I was like, I definitely want to do something in podcasts. I don't know what it is. I think, you know, it's such a fun sort of still new industry. And it definitely was in 2016, still coming up. 
And so I figured, you know, I think that, that this could be a good place for me to jump in and come up with a product. So yeah, so basically what I did was I was listening to about five or six podcasts a week that I really loved, but I wanted more because I was having five or six moments a week where I was like, wow, that is a fact that is a question that is a thought that I would not have had otherwise that I want to have more often. But how can I do that? So I reached right. out to a bunch of friends. They reached out to more friends. And the question was, what are your favorite podcasts that make you say, wow, every time you listen and started that newsletter, Earbuds Podcast Collective, which sends on Sunday nights a theme um, that anybody anybody can curate. So say, for example, you want to curate a list. Have you ever curated a list? with me? I haven't. Yeah, and I keep every you time we talk. Yes, I need to like after our interview, I need to go curate a list. You have to, but the list is full until April of next year, April 2021. Stop. I'm yeah. so proud of you. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy, but there's still other ways to get involved, obviously, and we'll talk about that. But basically, yeah, anybody can sign up to curate a list. It can be about beluga whales. It can be like something that you truly love is for you clearly love uh, beluga whales. Yeah. Um, and then you would go out and find five podcast episodes on beluga whales or it could be like, hey, I'm I'm a spree. I'm going to challenge myself to find uh, a theme and five podcast episodes that have nothing to do with beluga whales, even though beluga yeah. whales are my life. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do kitchen gadgets. Maybe I have oh, an obsession in my personal hobby is kitchen gadgets. So that's possibly. so cute. Yeah. Wow. OK. Yeah. So that would be a really <laughs> fun one. And there would be some great podcasts that would have to do with kitchen gadgets that maybe, you know, about maybe you don't know about. You would go out and find those and then you send and then about two weeks prior to your week of curation, I send you a questionnaire to fill out. You send it back to me. I put together the newsletter and then I also then record the podcast that now goes along with it, including a little voice clip from you saying, hi, I'm Esprit. I love kitchen gadgets. That's why I chose this theme, that kind of thing. Um, so it's super fun. And then throughout the week of your curation, I post on social media, I reach out to the podcast that you've chosen. And I say you've been chosen for this. It's super fun. And it's some exposure, not just for you, but also for those podcasts. That's yeah. awesome. I am in love with your events. And oh. I know, like at this current time in our world, we're, we're all, you know, not doing offline experiences, but the offline experiences you cre you've created have been magical and connective. Tell us a little bit about uh, your experience and what goes not only about what your experience is, but what I'd like for everybody to learn is what goes into your thought processes in curating and producing the experiences to have such an outcome that is so unique from anything else. Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. What goes into your thought processes in curating and producing the experiences to have such an outcome that is so unique from anything else? Yeah. So I'll also say that I've been doing online events too. It's much harder to foster a sense of community online, but still very important now that we're stuck in our homes. So the first event I did in Los Angeles was a storytelling show, I believe. Um I would do storytelling shows kind of under the Earbuds Podcast Collective umbrella. The idea was to promote the the importance of the act of listening. And podcasts, obviously, are a way for us to practice 
the art and the act of listening. And I thought maybe if we had professional storytellers come into a room and tell stories on the theme of listening, that would expand everybody's mind and, you know, different takes on the idea of listening. Sometimes it's about being quiet. Sometimes it's about vocally speaking up and telling people that you're there for them, anything in between. And what I did in addition to that is a mingling situation, get people to know each other. Food, food is so important. I love Trader Joe's. Um, I always get my snacks from Trader Joe's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so that, that was my first event. And then from there, I I know we have, yeah, I just to be respectful. We have people from all around the world listening. Trader Joe's is a grocery store (laughs) and we love it. Yeah. They have such good (laughs) snacks. They really do. And, um, they do a really good job actually of going to different parts of the world and sampling snacks from wherever and then kind of bringing them to U.S. audiences. So it's super fun. So that was the the first event I did. I did that three times. I've taken a break from the storytelling shows, but what I've gone more towards is podcast and audio and related mixers where people get together and talk about their goals and we do a little bit of matchmaking. But I think more importantly, what I like to do there is give people a place where they can discuss their career aspirations And also figure out if podcasts are the right thing for them. Like, I think podcasts are this buzzword that a lot of people are hearing about. It seems exciting. It seems like not that expensive to get into. So a lot of people are thinking about it. But I think these events let people explore the idea, should I be thinking about a podcast? Should I not? I have something really raw that I want to get off my chest. Should should it be a podcast or should I go to therapy? Things like that. That's Those are the things that I want to be thinking about. <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about the podcasting industry, being that you're deeply immersed in the space. Is it too late to start a podcast? I know you get this question all the time, but I'm sure, I'm sure people are wondering it still. Like, is it too yeah. late to start? It's growing. It's everywhere all of a sudden. Um, what are your thoughts on on starting a podcast now? Yeah, it's definitely not too late. I actually just spoke with somebody a few hours ago who is a recruitment type guy. Um, and he he's kind of pivoting his business now to not just be recruitment focused, but also to be kind of career coachy focused. And he wants to start a podcast. And I said, okay, that's great. But let's figure out like what your niche is. And I think that's super important. I think gone are the days where you can just start a podcast where you're like, hi, I'm Arielle and I'm going to interview this person about like nobody yeah. knows what you're interviewing about and yeah. it's not passionate and you just want to have a podcast for the sake of a podcast. That's not going to cut it anymore. What will cut it is find something funky, find a little niche. So what I what I advised this guy was, you know, it's great that you want to you want to advise people on their careers, but a career advisor podcast would not be that interesting to anybody aside from other career advisors who want to listen to your podcast so that they can do it better than you. So what I said was instead, maybe what you should do is talk to people that you've coached in the past about their career, their career paths, right? The arts of their career. That might be a little bit more interesting for people. So I, I just think also podcasting as an industry rewards people who are willing to look outside the box and do funky things. So even if right now you were like, the funny thing about a Spree's podcast is that we record without our shirts on. And like that <laughs> that would make news. You know what I mean? Like that. No, you, guys, you can't. We, we do not record without our shirts on. <laughs> She's just making that. I'm just joking. You, you can't prove it. You can't just prove be, it. I just went from a wholesome podcast to completely controversial. <laughs> yeah, you can't prove it. But it could be fun and it, it does make your podcast different if you do something funky like that. Yeah. Like that's the gimmick, right? That yeah. that 
um, Mike Z's podcast, they record with their fingers in their nose. They're yeah, always yeah, picking yeah. their nose, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where your head goes. Is I don't so even know. <laughs> I just think it shows me you're such a creative person. But Lord. one question to, to switch tones for a second. One question that is my, one of my favorite questions to ask is what's one huge obstacle you've successfully overcome in your career and how did you overcome it? Such a good question. Growing up, I was told I was bad at math. And that's a trope that you hear a lot, I think, from women. And I definitely let it get in my way. I let it block my path a lot. I cried a lot about it. I thought I couldn't major in certain things because of it. Thought I couldn't take certain career paths because of it. I just thought it was a block that I could not get over. But then I realized that delegation is super important and can be extremely helpful. And what I realized is that, yeah, great. I'm not good at math. I'm going to find somebody who can do the math for me. And that was such a, such a freeing thought, the flexibility of that, that now I kind of realize that I can do whatever I want. I'm not going to go and analyze stocks for a living. It's just not my thing. I'm not interested in it. Somebody else can do it for me. And that's great, you know? And in your journey, what's one of the best pieces of advice that you've gotten? I have a mentor who always connects me with people. The best piece of advice that I've gotten is that always treat connections that you're connected with like gold. So, 100%. Yeah. So I think 100%. in LA, what I've realized is that, you know, there's tons of emails going back and forth like, hey, Arielle, I'd love to introduce you to this person. I'm so excited to introduce you to this person. I'm hoping there's some synergy on X, Y, and Z. Following up with that person and making sure that you respect the relationship between the person who connected you and that person is so important. And it's not just because of superficial respect and things like that for people who might be higher on the totem pole than you. It's also just because people have busy schedules, people have lives to lead. And I think it's so important to make sure that you are treating not just the person that you're being connected to with respect, but also the person who is going out of their way to stick up for you as somebody who is worthwhile to be connected to. And I take a lot of pride in making sure that I am helping out both of those people and keeping a good relationship with both of them. So I love it. I love it. Okay. A selfish question that I have, because aside from kitchen gadgets, I love tech <laughs> tools. Well, aside from CastBox, what is your favorite tech tool? Can be mobile app, software, website, hardware? Such a good question. Wow. I, you know, I don't think of this very often. And I think that goes to the beauty of probably a lot of hardware, but also software, just that it's so seamlessly integrated with my life. Yeah. Can I shout out WAG? The dog yeah, walking app. Do it. I and love aren't it. Are they LA based? I think they are LA yeah. based. So before quarantine slash isolation happened, I would, before bed, I would check Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever, maybe read a little bit of the news, maybe do a crossword puzzle. Now I add wag to that because I've been walking dogs for exercise and to meet dogs. And it has been amazing. And it's like I'm social networking with dogs. I love it interesting i love it utilize <laughs> wag to like just get it that's interesting that's an interesting it's like, it's almost like you get to borrow a dog i get to borrow a dog i get to pet happy beautiful dogs and i get to get out of the house during this time oh wait you're even doing it right now yes really yeah i just bring hand sanitizer with me don't touch anything Wow. <laughs> Very interesting. That is interesting. So you have this really unique work experience where you were building and running a podcast studio and then you merged out to work remotely for a huge tech company. So, and it's way before it became unusual times where now everybody's working remote, but you've had this remote work style 
that's been productive for, for a really long time. So what kind of suggestions can you give to being productive while working remote? Yeah, sure. My biggest thing has been to take long walks. And I was doing that before everybody started being remote, but now I am taking more long walks and listening to more podcasts while I'm on long walks. And not only that, I've also been taking courses with um, Knowable and other sometimes... Oh, what's Knowable? Yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> Knowable is an audio-only course learning app, basically. And some of the courses are free. Some are behind a paywall. I'm taking one right now called Speaking with Confidence, and it's awesome. Oh, that's It's not just that. about um, <laughs> your tone. It's also about speaking up in situations that you would otherwise feel nervous to do so. It's all around very cool and has experts and social scientists. It's amazing. So I think that's one of the things that I lean on is giving myself outlets for work and pleasure. So because obviously work and pleasure take place in the same place. That's why I go outside to do both as well. I take phone calls outside. I take uh, podcasts outside. I try to walk around as much as I can, really. And what else? Oh, um, every time I have an excess of food, I Google weird things to do with that food. And then I try <laughs> to do something weird. So for example, I had avocados that were going bad. And everybody knows about avocado toast, but do you know about avocado bread? No. Yeah, by, the way, so. by the way, before you tell us about avocado bread, it will include Noble in the show notes. So if you want to check that out and check out that course, it'll be really easy to find. What is avocado bread? Yeah, you basically just mash up avocados, put a little lemon in there and then mix it with flour and baking soda and all that. And it makes a loaf that has what? a vague hint of an avocado. And it tasted good? It tasted really good. Oh my gosh, that's shocking. Crazy. <laughs> so, 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 and, and you think just kind of like making sure one person gave me advice once and I thought it was really interesting. They said, if you're working out of your home, because sometimes people work remotely, but they, they're still in like a co-working space. So if you're working out of your home, you should like, when you wake up, you get dressed, you should go for a walk before you start the work day. And then you walk into the area mm -hmm. where you're working. And then when you're done, you like close the door or whatever. So there is a start and a stop to that kind of energy. I thought that was really cool advice. And the last most important question is how can people connect with you further? Great question. Very important question. I am on all of the social media platforms. I'm on Twitter, Earbuds Podcast Collective. You can find at Earbuds Pod Call. My personal, you can find at Ari This and That because my last name is Nissen Blatt and it rhymes with this and that. That's helpful. <laughs> and can you spell it for everybody? Yes. Ari This and That is A-R-I This and That. Super fun. And you can sign up for the newsletter for Earbuds Podcast Collective at earbudspodcastcollective at gmail.com. That's E-A-R-B-U-D-S podcast collective at gmail.com. Regular spelling for both of those. And that's basically how people can get in touch with me. Perfect. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's at womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight to the Facebook group. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, this is Ariel Nissenblatt. I am the founder of Earbuds Podcast Collective, and I am currently the marketing and business development manager at CastBox. Earbuds Podcast Collective is a listening movement that sends a weekly email with a theme and five podcast episodes on that theme, and each week is curated by a different person. CastBox is a podcast app, and you can find it on the App Store or on Google Play. I'm based in Los Angeles, and you are listening to Women in Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Damn Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind and her book is insanely well written right when I picked it up I didn't want to put it down she teaches me and us how to become the asset how to be our best selves and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves but creates an abundance of opportunity for others I'm so proud to share her book with you and I hope you'll pick it up and I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned get it's about damn time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.